Good morning. As Tim said, my name is Larry Newman, and I've been attending Crossing for almost 20 years. I'm married to Cindy, who, along with our children, Zach and Jenna, attend Crossing. So how did I come to trust Christ? As a child, I had a fairly standard conservative Jewish background and religious training for that time period. Until age eight, religion was practiced mainly surrounding the Jewish holidays through family get-togethers and dinners. At the age of eight, I began attending Hebrew school two days a week after school and on Sunday mornings. At the age of 12, the training intensified until my bar mitzvah when I was 13. Then, all learning and attendance at synagogue ceased for me. God was not central to my life or even had much of a role as far as I was concerned, although I still participated in the family get-togethers and dinners, what I saw as mandatory cultural events. Until I was around age 40, it seemed that each of my key life events, the bar mitzvah, birth of a child, etc., a situation would occur that would cause me to question the sincerity and validity of the religious ceremonial act in which I was participating. Overall, with respect to my life, I was always thinking, if only I could do such and such, then I would be happy and content. It was in this way the Lord had opened my heart to at least listen to what people with other beliefs had to say. I met Cindy, and early on she shared the gospel with me. I was polite. I listened. I asked questions. It wasn't until the birth of our daughter Jenna that things began to change for, for me. Cindy almost died during childbirth, yet Cindy showed great calm. She was at peace, trusting that the Lord was in control. I felt comfort that day, not for myself, but emanating from her. I wanted to know, what was this thing that gave her such comfort and strength? I asked for her help, and she suggested a book for me to read. Shortly thereafter, I started reading. I read many books. Most importantly, I read the Bible. I asked a lot of questions of Cindy and also of Tim Smith, who, by the way, was so committed to seeing me saved that he actually ran with me at 6 a.m., at least two days a week for nearly a year. It should be duly noted that his running stopped immediately after I was saved. I cannot get enough of learning about Christ. I started attending Crossing on a more regular basis. That was at the urging, actually slash nagging, of three-year-old Jenna, who wanted to know why Daddy doesn't attend church. While it was, satis it was satisfying my intellectual curiosity, there still wasn't the peace and confidence I was looking for. Then in 2001, despite the potential risk, Cindy became pregnant and gave birth to Zach in a rather uneventful, for me at least, um, <laughs> manner on September 5th, 2001. Everyone was happy and healthy, the miracle of life. Six days later was 9-11. The miracle of life in the midst of such horror and tragedy was the trigger event that I needed to get me beyond 
knowing and agreeing with what I was reading, to letting the Lord into my heart. On the next Sunday, at the age of 50, on September 16, 2001, when an invitation was given during the youth service, I put my trust in Jesus Christ and in him alone for forgiveness of my sins. I did not mention this to anyone. That Monday, I was running with Tim, and I casually mentioned that, you know that thing they do where the pastor talks about putting your faith in Jesus? I did that yesterday. Tim said, does Cindy know this? I answered, no, I didn't mention it. He asked me, why didn't I mention it? I responded, I thought it was a personal thing between the Lord and myself, so there was no reason to mention it. Tim strongly encouraged me to immediately call Cindy, and I did. Right? So that was 16 years ago. What has happened since? We still celebrate the major Jewish holidays in our household. I believe it's important that my family appreciate my cultural heritage and the contribution it makes to our Christian faith. It's a clear reminder of God's faithfulness through all of history and a reminder that God will also be ever-present with me. Also, it gives me a chance to hear a nacho-eating minister from Texas ask for more matzo balls, gefilte fish, and latkes. (laughs) God has watched over me in so many ways, even when I wasn't asking him to. Here's an example. Several years back, I became very ambitious with respect to my career. As Tim has been preaching from Genesis, I wanted to make a name for myself. I began interviewing for college presidencies. Each time it appeared that I would be offered the position, which included relocating the family, as well as working 24-7 in a highly stressful situation, each case, the door would shut at the last moment. God got my attention, and in my prayers I asked him, why is this happening? It did not seem to make sense to me. He answered me shortly thereafter. In October 2013, I needed to undergo open-heart surgery for some ongoing genetic heart issues. The surgery resulted in complications, including paralysis, and my life was in jeopardy. Wow, if God had not shut those doors. I would likely have not made the time to seek out the medical care I needed. I would have likely worked myself to death. And even if that did not happen, the implications for my family, dealing with my health issues and living in a geographic area without the support system that we have here would have been horrible. What an awesome God. He was watching out for me and my family, even if I wasn't. An important lesson was learned. I learned that I need to seek God's lead and listen to what he is telling me, and put his plans first. Proverbs 19.21 became real to me. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. I also felt the calm that I mentioned earlier that I saw in Cindy and others. Throughout the 2013 medical ordeal and those that have followed, I've been content knowing that God has a plan and everything happens for his purposes. 
My physical heart continues to be a challenge and will be a challenge without a heart transplant. Tomorrow I'll undergo what will likely be an eight to 10 hour operation on my heart. It won't cure the problem, but if successful, will allow me to live a reasonably active and fulfilling life. I may not always understand what his plan is, but he has a plan. More importantly, knowing that Christ is my savior and that I'll be with him forever means that I'm no longer looking for the things of this world to make me happy. As it says in Proverbs 23:26, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways.